Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, Again, you are the major way that people find out about this time together. So uh, pass the word. Help one another. You know, a lot of times people say, well, what is the podcast? You can sort of show them how to do it because you're doing it right now, whether it be through a phone or a, a tablet or a computer or a car. There's just so many ways of doing this kind of thing today. And so anyway, because it's just a a blessed thing to be able to gather around the Word of the Most High God. What we're looking at uh, here of late, last episode or so, is uh, the Word that the Lord has given us in the book of Jude. The book of Jude is a short little book. It's 25 verses long at the very end of the New Testament. And so let me just remind you what we've seen to this point, uh, that Jude describes himself as the bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's the brother of James, okay, brother of James. So he's really the brother... Of Jesus, and he's writing to those who are called. There's that word again. We have seen it throughout uh, in, in Ephesians and in the New Testament, everywhere in the New Testament, that we're called, that we're elect, that we're predestined. Uh, all these little buzzwords that get the church so upset nowadays, they're right out of the scripture. And we would do well just to pay attention to what the scripture says, okay, and believe what the scripture says. So he says, you've been called. You are the beloved of God. And then he spoke a blessing of him. And he told him, you know, I really wanted to write to you about our common salvation. But he says, I find it necessary. And that's interesting. I wonder what brought forth the necessity. Was it something that was the spirit moving within him that he felt like, I really need to say this? Well, perhaps. It could very well be exactly what it is, that the spirit of the Lord had led him. Or it could be something that he'd heard or something uh, that he found out about one way or the other. Anyway, he says, I find it necessary to write to you with an appellation, with an appealing to contend earnestly for the faith. Okay? And that's what he's telling you. You need to contend for the faith. And this is an idea of fighting and struggling to attain the faith. No, they were people of faith. He's already described that at the very beginning. Okay? He says, you're called, you're beloved. They are people of faith. But he's telling them you need to contend for the faith. Well, why would they need to contend? Because that carries an idea and connotation of fighting, right? And that's exactly what it is. Well, the reason is, he tells us in verse 4, for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So he's telling them certain people have crept in among you. Okay, They are among you. And he said this is being done intentionally. They're creeping in unnoticed. Okay. But don't worry, their condemnation has been designated. But he describes them as to what they are. They're ungodly people. So they're not saved. They're ungodly. What do they do? These ungodly people pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. You see it throughout the writings of the New Testament. You see it in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and Galatians, where uh, the Spirit is telling us to, to don't give heed to the world, and then over in Titus even, don't listen to these folks, okay? Don't listen to them. Now, watch what he says in verse 5. Now, I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. 
And I think this is sort of important for us to take a bite at the time through these things. Even though Jude is just 25 verses long, it is uh, just so full of truth. I mean, it's amazing. <coughs> and, he, and you have to make a decision about something. And I sort of made a decision a while ago, which went against a decision that I thought I made the other day. And here's what it is. He is going to give example after example after example of what God has done before to uh, give insight into what God's going to do in the future. And what I thought we might do is to read about what God has done before right here and then go back to the Old Testament and cover the account. The problem is that in one verse right here, he's talking about God saving the people out of Egypt. The Old Testament account of that. It's chapters upon chapter upon chapter upon chapter long. And I think that we would get lost in the forest and lose sight of the trees that we're looking at right here. So we may do that in, in the future. I don't know. We may go back and pick up to look at these accounts because we would do well to do that. But as I remind you of them, if you don't remember what they are, uh, go and check them out. Okay, Go read them on your own. So what he's doing is he's reminding them. And he says, I'm reminding you of this, though I know you fully know this. You once fully knew this. So he said, that gives the idea, don't forget this. And then he says this, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt. Well, what people were saved out of the land of Egypt? Well, he's talking about the Jewish people, right? And it is believed, and I believe that the people that are receiving this letter right here uh, were true believers, but they were Jewish in background. Uh, if for no other reason, the accounts that he gives right here out of the Old Testament, the Gentiles might have known two or three of the bigger stories, but the, the things that we're going to see here, which give insight into Old Testament accounts that we would not have the insight if we didn't have this, this is for a Jewish audience that has been saved. And so he's speaking about the Jewish people coming out of Egypt. Well, we know the account. Remember? <coughs> Excuse me again. Still got that thing going. You know the account where Moses was the great deliverer. That's what he's talking about. But I love this that he says, you fully knew that Jesus who saved a people out of the land of Egypt. He's saying here in Jude that it was the Lord Jesus Christ that did this. And so when you go read the accounts, you see that God is doing this and God's doing that. Well, that's true. But here Jude is saying that it's the Lord Jesus. And it really gives us insight to that triune nature of God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Uh, you know, uh, the, the pillar of cloud by day, uh, the cloud by day and the pillar of cloud uh, fire by night, how the Lord led them, you know, who it is. Judas saying it's the Lord Jesus Christ that did this. He saved the people out of Egypt. But watch this. Here's his point. I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus who saved the people out of the land of Egypt afterward destroyed those who did not believe. He destroyed those who did not believe. The ones that came out of the land were not necessarily all those who believed. No, there were millions of them that came. There were actually some Egyptians that went with them. But a huge, huge portion of them did not believe. And you see it in various ways, whether it's the lack of belief uh, uh, to enter in the promised land when they received the committee's report. Okay, which what led to everybody over the age of 20 dying in the desert or whether it's the type of thing that happened uh, uh, when Moses was a leader and the leadership rose up against him and then the ground uh, opened up and swallowed that leadership. Okay, anyway, you go. The Lord is saying that he destroyed those 
who believe. So he's letting these folks know that he's writing to in the book of Jude that there are certain people here. They've crept in. Okay, They're ungodly people, and they pervert this. But I want to remind you something. The Lord destroys the folks who did not believe. And these folks who are ungodly, by definition, are not believers. The Lord is going to deal with them. Okay, But in the meantime, we need to do some things. I'll tell you what, my time's up. Wait till you see what he says in verse 6. In the meanwhile, y'all keep pressing on. I'm Dale. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.